It is Saturday, October 10th. I'm Major Grimaldo, and you are listening to the Island Fish Podcast. Exciting episode of the Island Fish. As always, it is your boy AJ Grimaldo here, and today we are getting spooky and creepy. Oh yeah! Uh, we're doing a special spooky holiday Halloween episode where we're talking about some real life scary stories. Uh, not like ghosts and goblins, I don't believe, but more like, hey, why is there a guy hiding in my basement trying to stab me while I sleep? Listen, I wasn't going to stab you, per se. I was just watching you sleep. <laughs> Anywho, as always, we have Chris and Courtney with us today. We also have Aaron and Hannah joining in as well. So how is everyone doing today? Good PT, I got about four hours of sleep on me. Same. <laughs> did everyone just have a bad night's sleep? Because I personally did too. That was good. <laughs> no, well, I worked until about five five o'clock in the morning and got home at six and I had to bring a friend to the hospital for, for a procedure at nine. Huh. <laughs> I said my son was up all night throwing up, so that was a thing. Oh, fine. No. Yeah. Hashtag team no sleep. <laughs> all right before we start let's get the cheap plugs out of the way your boy is on patreon that's right patreon.com slash island fish podcast we have a whole bunch of cool tiers and we also have a whole bunch of exclusives like the live stream that we did monday if you want to hear that you have to sign up on patreon because it's a patreon exclusive also, make sure you check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash islandfishofficial. We're going to be having a whole bunch of new videos uh, going up relatively soon, starting Sunday. And also, new merch in the store. Make sure you get your spooky Halloween-themed shirts on our Teespring store. You can find that at tinyurl.com slash islandfishmerch. And before I forget, make sure you also check out repsports.com because your boy is an ambassador. And if you use the promo code islandfish when you check out, you can save 15% off your order. If you don't know what Rep Sports is, they have a cool energy drink called Ray's Energy. Comes in a whole bunch of cool flavors uh, like Sour Gummy Word, Galaxy Buster, uh, Baja Lime, and their limited edition Halloween themed voodoo flavor. All are really good and will actually be reviewing the voodoo flavor on uh, one of our YouTube videos coming out soon. Uh, so make sure you go to repsports.com and when you check out, use the promo code islandfish to save 15%. Alright, I think that's everything. Alright, Aaron. What are we doing today? We are doing the popular Let's Not Meet Reddit page because it's spooky October which is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month, because you got to save the boobies. Huh? Um, huh? They said the Avengers was the most ambitious crossover. Speaking <laughs> of the Avengers, did you know that? <laughs> uh, so for people not uh, aware, what is Let's Not Meet? It's true horror stories of people that are being weird or they're breaking into somewhere or like <clears throat> they're hiding in somebody's closet or basement or ceiling all right good stuff some, S- some svu shit dun dun do 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 i'm subbed to them on reddit and i like reading through them because some of them are just like people are freaking weird like did you ever I... check out the podcast i recommended no, I haven't. I have a backlist of, of podcasts and stuff that I need to listen to. Um, I've been listening to uh, the Smosh podcast. And what's the other one? Uh, Two Bears in a Cave? Is that the one with uh, 
Yeah, Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Yeah. I yeah, I've been listening to off, that one too. I tried to start off the podcast with a little two bears, one cave humor, but no. Well, you didn't do not it the right. right audience. <laughs> not you the right audience. didn't do it right. All right. So you have some stories pulled up that you're going to read to us today. Yeah. And I think to make things interesting, we should give a score to the stories. Like out of five, how creepy do you think these stories, this, the story is? Make it a little interesting. I'm down. I have. Five being the creepiest, one being the least creepy. Yeah. So let's have, uh, oh, that's not scary. Two being, oh, come on. Three being, oh, four huh? being, uh, and five being Wilhelm scream. Four being an orgasm? What the fuck was that noise? <laughs> four being, oh, ghost, yes. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> It could oh, be the home that. improvement grunt. Huh? <laughs> Better than oh, go! Oh, go! Scary, I Daddy. I didn't realize I tuned in to call her Daddy. Jesus. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta start listening to that podcast. I've heard good things. It's rather entertaining if you are up for listening to two females use any cuss word under the sun and uh, them describing several different uh penises that they've experienced throughout their life so if that's if that's true, oh, just then, a normal yeah. conversation that we have here yeah. i mean it's rather entertaining i will say um considering my day normally consists of barney the wiggles and changing poopy diapers so for me it's a nice change of pace but you know what got you into that situation changing poopy diapers right i don't penises. even want to know where you're going with that one <laughs> penises did that yes yes it did <laughs> Anywho, anywho, so oh, funny story to play off of that. So I'm in a firefighter one class, and I went up to the guy. I said, "Hey, just let you know, I'm having a surgery at the end of October." Da da da. And he goes, "If you don't mind me asking, what do you have in surgery on?" I just go, "My balls." And he just looked at me like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> My balls. Jesus Christ! I wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. <laughs> he asked. I told. Anyhow, AJ, you're done being inappropriate. I have my stories here. Definitely. Everyone got their hot cocoa, tea, bourbon, scotch, anything to warm the soul. This story happened more than 10 years ago. It's called How I Survived a Home Invasion. When I was still a student, it, was a, it has a few graphic details of animal harm and graphic violence, so discretion is advised. A bit of backstory, as with most students, I was always broke and had a few ventures apart from my part-time job to bring me extra money. One of them was house and pet sitting. I have always had a love for animals, so when this couple contacted me to ask to house sit for them for the last few days before they returned from their overseas trip, as the last sitter had bailed on them and their six-month-old golden retriever puppy would be alone, I jumped at the opportunity. The fact that they promised to pay me a full two-week fee for staying there less than a week made it just more appealing. Little did I know how bad it would turn out. I got the details, got the keys from the agent, and headed over to the house as it was already after 5 p.m. and almost dark. As it was early spring, I got to the house, which was a really nice place, but it bordered a not-so-good area that was and still is prone to crime, house break-ins, robberies, etc. It did not bother me much, because, you know, nothing will happen to me. I know, young and naive. The first four nights went without a hitch, watching movies, jacuzzi and just generally enjoying myself the owners would have returned on the fifth day fairly late at night i went over to check on the doggo i got a call from around 10 p.m saying their flight got delayed they're going to stay in a hotel and do the three and a half hour drive back the following morning and asked if i asked if i could sleep there again that night which was fine i was already there and had my overnight bag still in my car i called my dad and let him know of the plans as I was still staying with my parents, and he specifically asked what the address was. I normally did not give them details like that because I was old enough to look after myself. I still believe to this day that that probably saved my life. I eventually got to bed around 1 a.m., and it felt like I only slept five minutes when I was woken to a window breaking, and I could hear movement and what sounded like footsteps running down the hallway. The first thing I did was grab my phone and just hit redial. Thanks to my old Motorola phone, redialing was as simple as pressing one button. As my dad was the last number that I had called, hoping that he wakes up from the call, I then drop the phone in between headboard and mattress in case my dad picks up, that he can hear what is going on. I had barely done that when the first guy stormed through the bedroom door. I could see a silhouette, and he had a knife in his hand. When he saw me, he raised it and came at me. 
Now, one thing to those that is on to those that is unfamiliar with South Africa and the crime is that robberies and house invasions usually are very brutal and violent. People get murdered or tortured if they, in the slightest, retaliate or do not cooperate with the robbers. Out of instinct, I raised my leg when he came at me, and when he came within reach, I kicked both legs out as far as I can. Now, I'm not a small guy. I'm 6'3", and at that stage, I weighed about 120, or 220 pounds, and I was fit and strong. My time not spent at the uni or work was at the gym. I could do an easy 250-pound bench, 350-pound squat. When I kicked and made contact with the guy, he completely lifted off the ground and shot into the wall. Luckily, the knife shot out of his hand as well. Before he got the chance to get up, I was on top of him, driving my right knee into his face, and in return, his head into the wall. I knew that my life depended on it, so I put in some extra force. The guy dropped like a sack of potatoes, but before I could get up, I heard the sound of a pistol cock, and I froze. It felt like all the blood drained from my body, and I became just numb. I remember the only thing that went through my head was that if he shot me, that I would rather die than be disabled or dependent on other people that ought to take care of me. He stood like that with a pistol against my head for what felt like hours, it was probably less than 10 seconds. I did not move, and eventually he said in very broken English to get on the bed, face down. I panicked, but thought if he wanted to shoot me, that he would have already done so. So I did as he said. He threw a blanket over me, and I turned into a fetal position with my back against the wall, just so if they wanted to stab me, that I had my legs and arms in front to protect my body. Now, at that time, I had forgotten that I would called my dad, and the guy that I had in need is still down. I heard a third guy come into the room, and I could hear what sounded like Portuguese to me. I not understand what they said, but I recognized it. As we used to go to Mozambique on holiday a, a lot, and that is the main language spoken there. The one guy tried to get the, the guy that I put down off the ground, while the other started to ransack the house, shoving valuables into a big bag. It's around that time that I heard tires screeching and a car approach at what sounded like Mach 1. The car skidded to a halt right in front of the gate, and I heard someone scream. It was my dad. The three inside the house panicked and ran out the back door and tried to jump the fence. My dad opened fire, shooting in their direction. Now, I know my dad missed them on purpose because if he wanted to hit them, he would. As he, is not one, as he is not one of, but the best shot that I know of. And I'm not just saying that because he is my dad. He is ex-Army Special Forces. Rest is, for those in the know, I don't know. Represented SA in the South America in the Clay Pigeon World Championships a couple of years, has various regional pistol and rifle championship titles, and is a gunsmith by occupation. I've seen him hit golf balls at 50 meters with a, his pistol. Politics and the racial situation in the country would have had him in big trouble had he hit one of them. I grabbed the house keys and pressed the gate remote, and my dad called the police when he came in. I met him at the front door, and we walked out to the car to wait there for the police. It took them over an hour to get there. Some excuse of no vehicle available, but by that time I had calmed down and started to look for the dog. I could not find her anywhere. I grabbed a flashlight from my dad and started scanning the surrounding yard. As I got to the corner, I could see her laying on the ground. I got to her and saw she was dead. Later, autopsies revealed she was poisoned, and the police found pieces of meat laced with poison near the fence. Poisoning is pretty standard practice in my country for dealing with dogs at a house or area that is targeted for a break-in or robbery. I was fuming and so sad. The police were also pretty useless and had a don't give a shit attitude, and barely took our statements. By that time, I was starting to get light, and I retrieved my bag, phone, and locked the house as good as I could without touching anything, and drove home behind my dad. Only when I got home, I got the strike from my dad's side. He said he answered my call, only to hear the shouting and what sounded like fighting going on. And when I did not respond, he flew out of the house and raced over. Luckily, he, had, he, asked, for, he asked me for the address the previous night, and he knows the area well, so exactly which house it is. Now, my dad got there pretty quickly, and he said he stayed on the line the whole time, only hanging up when he stopped at the gate. My parents' house is about six miles from there, through a residential area. It's normally a 20-minute drive. The call duration was 7 minutes and 13 seconds. I met the detective there later that day, gave my statement, they took fingerprints, etc., and the owners got back about the same time. The rest of the day was a blur as I came down from the shock and adrenaline. Now, this is not where the story ends. About seven or eight months later, I got a call from the detective telling me they caught the guys and I must come to the line up to point them out. I specifically told her that I did not see any of their faces as it was dark, and, and after the guy held the gun against my head, I was under the blanket and did not see anything. She assured me they caught them on fingerprints and will show them to me beforehand, which might not be the ethically correct way to do it, but they warned to have as much but they wanted to have as much evidence as possible against them. You'll understand why in a minute. 
I got to the police station, and unlike you see in the movies, there's no way, no one-way glass or separate rooms. They bring the three guys in the room and make them stand against the wall. The one which I was later told was the leader, which was the one that I had need, looked at me with so much hate as I had never seen in my life. He had the eyes of someone that would slit your throat and not blink an eye. His name was Joseph Dragon Sambo. He pulled his hand up to his neck and made the slit-my-throat gesture. You know which one I mean. We left the room, and the detective gave me a copy of his rap sheet. Amongst others, four counts of murder, I think eight or nine for attempted murder, multiple assault, aggravated assault, over 100 house break-ins, and robbery, rape. I was shocked. The detective told me that had I not taken him out first and fast that night, I would have definitely not gotten away so lightly. Now, this is also not where the story ends. Three days later, I get another call from the detective saying that I should be careful as he had escaped from custody and they had not caught him yet. I was not worried too much as the robbery wasn't at my house and I had changed cars, so he probably couldn't find me. Also, I got my firearm license and carried my pistol on me 24-7. I did not hear anything after that until about two years later when I saw the detective from the grocery store. We started talking about the case and she told me that he was killed during a home invasion. He broke into the wrong house and the owner was waiting for him, pistol in hand. Shot him one in the stomach and one in the neck, and thanks to the slow response time of emergency services and police, he bled out on the guy's living room floor, ruining society of a piece of human garbage. I want to add a bit of info to this. All three that were caught were Mazabankian nationals, undocumented and no fingerprints or ID in the system, essentially illegal immigrants. Doesn't make it okay to kill them, but to his cronies or anyone who wants to try something similar, please do pay me a visit. I will arrange your swiftly departure and reunion with Joseph in hell. And to Joseph, I hope you die in agony for poisoning Daisy. That's more of like an uplifting story. <laughs> I'm just really sad about the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Poisoned the little puppy. That was the most upsetting part. Said every person ever. <laughs> wow, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, well, in South America... So, an hour response time. That's that's crazy. I mean, that's I. Uh, than me. <laughs> yeah. So I had, I heard some spooky noises where I work. I, I work at uh, I work at night, and I work in St. Johnsbury at a gym. Well, I heard some noises. I thought maybe somebody had gotten in. So I went and I waited for a minute. I said, All right, you know, maybe I'm just hearing things. And then it sounded like footsteps, and I got freaked out. So I, I called the police. They got down here in like two minutes. I was able to walk up the stairs, out the front door, and get to my car, and the cop car showed up. I said, It must have been a slow night. Uh, yeah, I was like, Guess I'm busy. They're like, You're the most exciting thing tonight. And I was like, Let's keep it that way. <laughs> no, that, uh, that story. Man, like, I can't even imagine, like, I, I I don't know about you guys, but I've never been in a home invasion before, so I can't even relate. No. To... I, I can't either. Like, the closest thing I, I have to that is my <laughs> wife. We had a bear two nights ago basically break our window screen at our house. A bear, not a person. It was just looking for the honey. He was looking for the honey. I'd be like, come on in. Have a seat. Do you want some tea? Do you need a snack? Do you you need some porridge? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's just, yeah. Unfortunately, he's not scared of people. So. So are we, we're rating all of these stories on a scale from one to five, correct? We are. Okay. Do we want to go like around in a circle or not around in a circle? Because we're not sitting. Sure. Do you want to, do you want to start? I will start. I would give, are we allowed? Okay. Well, first off, before we do that, are we allowed to like operate on a 0.5 system? So like if I gave them 2.5, is that acceptable? Yeah, I'll allow that. Okay. That's, that's my vote. 2.5. 2.5. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What about you, Chris? Uh, I'll bump it up to a three. Three? Aaron? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with a three. Home invasion is a big, big thing for me. Like always scared me. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a three, too, just because it seems like we don't know where these stories are going to go tonight. So it, it might change a little later. So I'll, I'll give it a three for now. I don't even know where these stories are going to go tonight because I just kind of skimmed them real quick and went, oh, this one looks interesting. So this one looks really interesting. It's called The Guy in the Ceiling. Alrighty, Let's talk about The Guy in the Ceiling. So this happened probably about 10, 11 years ago when I was 15, 16. 
For a little backstory, the legal drinking age in my country is 18. So if you want alcohol and didn't have fake ID or a parent to get it for you, they had to wait around outside the off-license liquor store for Americans until someone came by who agreed to go in and purchase the alcohol for you. So we waited around, found someone who was willing to go in and buy our alcohol for us, and got him to purchase a few bottles of vodka for me and a few friends, two of which I was with and the others we were meeting after we'd done this. <clears throat> now, as it was around 6 p.m., we decided it was too much of a risk to, oh, to put our vodka into less suspicious-looking bottles <clears throat> in the middle of the street as it was very busy. So we did what we would usually do in the situation and found a nearby food place to quickly run in and use the bathroom to put our alcohol so we could be on our way. This time we chose to do this in a nearby McDonald's. We'd done it in before, so we knew it was a safe bet. So we go into McDonald's and head straight for the bathroom, as we'd done a million times before. As we get into the bathroom, me and my other two friends, we'll call them Harriet and Kara, all occupy one cubicle to get the job done and get out and back to our drinking ASAP. As I previously mentioned, we'd done this lots of times before and usually opted to come into this McDonald's. It was usually busy, which meant no one paid attention to three teenagers running straight into the bathroom without purchasing anything. So anyway, we're all in there doing our thing when I could suddenly hear a lot of shifting and moving around above us. I figured it was possible the air conditioning it was possibly the air conditioning and often I'll tell my friends that I thought it would freak them out. We get the job done and as we're about to leave the cubicle, we hear a giggle and where are you girls off to? I was presenting as female at the time. I looked up and see the forehead of a, and eyes of a man who looked to be about 30 just staring out from underneath a tile in the ceiling that he'd slightly lifted. We were all in shock, just staring at the guy who proceeded to giggle down at us and ask our names, where we were going and if he could come. We're all in shock because, let's be honest, who really expects there to be some random guy in the ceiling of a McDonald's? Being a teenager who thought I was untouchable, I proceeded to tell the guy that he was a perv and to fuck right off. The guy seemed to enjoy this and giggled a little more, still shifting around in the ceiling, never taking his eyes off of us. Now, I should probably mention that along with pouring our drink into other bottles, we pre-rolled a few joints, so we were terrified to alert anyone at this point, as we were young and terrified of our parents finding out. The guy still staring at us proceeds to ask questions like, what age are you guys? Where do you live? Can I have some of your drinks slash smoke of your weed? Still all the while twitching and fidgeting overhead. He then started to lift the tile, and as we're all stuck in a cubicle with this guy above us, we knew the only way for him to get down was to come down directly on top of us. So we noped out at that point pretty quickly. We went outside, discussed what we were going to do, and I said to go back in and alert someone. As it's a very busy McDonald's, and, and I knew there would be women and children in and out of the bathroom until closing time. I didn't want to risk that creep staying up there just to spy on them, especially since I knew he was there and had witnessed this behavior, his behavior firsthand. So I go in, tell a member of staff that I'd been in the toilet for a long while taking a phone call. Terrible lie, but my 15, 16-year-old brain was too scared to tell the truth in case they alerted the police. And that's when the guy had appeared, and to my shock, they were completely unsurprised. They were just pissed off more than anything. I'd seen a few male members of staff enter the toilet, and I figured they could handle it from there, so I went on my way. We still went into that McDonald's, but never had any encounters with ceiling guy again. We're not even sure if that guy got caught, as we didn't hear anything about it afterwards. So the creepy guy in the ceiling watching the girls' bathroom with a bird's eye view. Let's not meet ever, ever again. Like, ever. Yeah. We are never, uh, ever, never, ever, ever, ever. I actually had a similar encounter when I was at sleepaway camp in seventh grade, except he wasn't in the ceiling. Um, and I'm pretty sure this guy's like a registered pedophile now. But it was I. I was. I'm trying to think. I was in. So I was in seventh grade, and uh, up here they do this thing that's called science camp, and they do it. It's like a week long thing. No, Camp Kiev. Excuse me. Um, it's like a week long thing, and you're away, and it's a big deal in middle school because you're gone away from your parents, and it's just like teachers and counselors, and it's in the middle of the school year. Um, and I was getting ready to get into the shower. And I noticed that the curtains, like, were open in the bathroom. The grain of the closest cabin was, like, however many hundreds of yards away or what have you. Um, but I still just wanted to go close them. And thankfully, I was still, like, in my towel or in my robe at the time. And as I'm going to close the curtain, 
one of the male campers that was there from a different school was like seven trees away from the window of my cabin behind a tree with binoculars peeking in like trying to peep and like watch people or what have you and he like did this throughout the week throughout the school or excuse me the um the stay while we were all there but it was creepy like when you're a seventh grade girl you're like oh my god you know and obviously it's just it's pervy and gross but not not a ceiling still scary especially when was you're another grade. like that's creepy grade. any age yeah any age was that like another seventh grade boy yeah i mean it wasn't like a full-grown man but like, oh no that's no, no, no. still creepy well it's not <laughs> it's as not bad as like some 40 year old no. yeah yeah but no. that seventh grader is gonna grow up to be a 40 year old peeping well no. i mean like I, like i said i'm pretty sure he's in jail now but any anyway it was just like it was weird like, it's still I weird yeah seventh grade innocent like you know and i turn and out of the corner of my eye i see someone and i'm like what the hell and there he is, just watching me behind his binoculars. I'm like, you're a, you're a psychopath. I'm not showering the rest. Always feel like somebody's watching okay, me. It's fine. I brought, <laughs> pretty much, I, I brought deodorant. Be okay. <laughs> I give yeah. that one a solid four. That was, or, well, actually, no, I'm going to do the point five system. Three and a half. That's what I'm rocking with. <laughs> Three and a half. What about you, Courtney? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to give it a four, I think. Three us? Uh, three and a half. I'm going to do three and a half. Yeah, I'll do three and a half as well. So one of the other All ones right. that I saved, I just looked at, and it's a really long one. I was like, I'm going to look for another one. It's fine. While you look for one, I got one right here. Uh, yeah, I found one. Um, But you go ahead with yours. All right. So this one's called a somewhat creepy encounter camping. Speaking of camping. <laughs> um, so... I've read a lot on the subreddit and enjoy many of its posts. I thought I should contribute. This isn't anything nearly as crazy as some of the stuff I've read on here, but I thought that I ought to give back to the community. It was the summer right after I graduated from high school. A good friend and I decided to try our hand at camping. Uh, we grew up in the greater Los Angeles area, so our knowledge of the great outdoors was nothing beyond the couple of years we had in the Cub Scouts of America uh, when we were in elementary school. In other words, we had almost no idea what we were doing. We packed a tent, a couple sleeping bags, supplies, and etc. And we headed off in his car. Note well that I grew up in the 80s, so this is a time before the wide uh, prevalence of cell phones and the existence of portable digital devices. We drove north on the 395 for about six hours and then headed westward into the mountains in the area of, I hope I'm saying this right, Inyo Canyon. Inyo. I'm sure I'm someone's going to correct Better than me. my South African names. <laughs> uh, first mistake. We didn't plan on which place to camp. We played it by ear. Example, or er, i.e. like fools. Sorry. Second mistake. We left in the mid-afternoon. It was pitch black darkness when we arrived in the journal area. Uh, we had driven off the main road and onto a dirt road in order to find a spot to camp. Thus, from the driving on the dirt road overwhelmed the headlight high beams when we finally decided to pull over and set up camp. It was around, oh, let me do my math, uh, 23.30, um, which is... 11.30. 11.30, thank you. Um, and we were exhausted and famished. Any place was a good spot to camp for us, given our only reason to do so at that point was our hunger and exhaustion. All right, third mistake. We didn't bring flashlights. We only had big lighters for our cigarettes. We tried to set up the tent using our lighters and the headlights of the car, which was parked about 10 to 15 feet away. The wind was blowing, so the lighters constantly went out after a few seconds, either directly because of the wind or indirectly because of the wind would push the flame into our thumb. Clearly, we were being complete idiots. We finished setting up the tent, but at this point, I was too tired to eat. My friend managed to make some instant ramen. We smoked a cigarette in the car and then crashed, and out, crashed out in our tents. We awoke to the very cold morning. It must have been around 5.30. Immediately upon exiting the tent, we realized that we camped at the entrance of a hiking trail, and there were at least no camping signs in the visible distance from us. We dismantled the tent, cleaned up, and cleared out. That morning, we ended up buying some cheap flashlights and a nice hot meal in a very small town. It wasn't really a town, but more like a few storefronts and shops on the main road, about the length of an average city block. 
We went into some office, though I don't recall exactly what it was. It might have been a park ranger station or the office headquarters for a campground. In any case, we found and reserved a site for the night. The campground was basically like a large circle with campsites along the outer circumference, with each campsite being about 50 yards from its neighbor. In the middle of the circle, there was a common bathroom and shower. We circled around it once, and I think I saw one family that was all set up upon a tent and a camper. We found our spot, set up camp, which was quite far from them. That night was when we had a creepy encounter. My friend and I were laying in the tent, shining our flashlights upward and uh, chatting. Our new flashlights eventually gave out. Yes, broken. Our fire pit was about six feet from the opening of our tent, and it was just a glowing ember. We probably should have had completely put it out, and we probably shouldn't have had the tent so close. In any case, there we were, chatting away, having a good time. My friend began to be distracted with his foot. After the third or fourth time he got up to check his foot, I asked him what's wrong. He had told me something is tapping his foot from the outside of the tent. His foot was against the side of the tent, so from the outside you would have been able to see a bulge in the tent side where his foot was. It was as if pebbles were being thrown at his foot through the tent. There it is again. What the hell? Each time it happened, there was a sound, like pebbles or a light tap. We sort of left it off, assuming that it was twig or grass moving in the wind, or perhaps a loose strap from the outside of the tent. I don't recall exactly how it happened at first, but I do remember we, were sud we suddenly became silent at the same time. A sound came to be audible to both of us. Footsteps slowly moving toward our tent. We worried that it was a bear or another non-human animal, but it seemed distinctly bipedal. They were very slow and measured, like a step every two seconds. I finally said in a whisper, someone's coming. My friend didn't move. His face had an expression of fear. At some point, my friend bolted up and said, fuck this, grabbed his pipe, stuffed it full of pot, marijuana it has in parentheses, and took the biggest <laughs> drag I've ever seen a person take. About a minute or two later, he was out. Drugs aren't my thing, so I was alone in the tent as far as I, as far as conscious bodies are concerned. I was sitting up at this point, and I had taken out only weapon I had, a Swiss Army pocket knife. I took out the big and the small blades, as well as the ice pick in the middle, and held it like some ridiculous melee weapon. I could see the glowing embers in the fire pit through the sheer nylon material of our tent. I was able to roughly but barely discern some of the rocks around it. I watched and listened intently. The footsteps came closer. And at the same slow pace with each step, I could hear the dirt and the rocks underfoot crunching and grinding. At some point, it was clear to me that whatever was standing out between the tent and the fire pit, from my fuzzy line of sight to the burning embers through the nylon tent, became obscured by something outside the tent. The footsteps stopped right at the front of our tent, about six to eight inches, no more than a foot from the entrance of the tent. It was silent for about a minute. Then I heard a click. At exactly the same time, I clearly saw through the nylon tent a flashlight turn on. I was able to see not just the flashlight, but the outline of the hand holding it. The flashlight was shining in the zipper entrance to the tent, just inches away from the zipper. Blood drained out of my head and my palms instantly became dripping in sweat. I yelled, Who's there? There was some fear in my voice, but it's mostly aggressive in tone. Whoever it was, the person immediately turned off their flashlight. I didn't move, but neither did they. The person just stood there, inches from the tent's entrance. My friend is out, totally unaware what's going on. Nevertheless, I pretended that he was still awake and whispered just, as lo just loud enough to be audible to our visitor. Yes, loaded. There's one in the chamber. As if my friend was <laughs> awake and asked me about the gun. Fourth mistake. We didn't have a gun or any real weapon for self-defense. It felt like an eternity, but after sitting still for at least 10 minutes, I heard the feet slowly turn in the dirt, then slowly walked away from the tent. I stayed up the whole night, and it wasn't until the light of dawn came through the, the tent that I crashed out. The heat inside the tent woke us up, and it was near the noon at this point. We went outside and inspected the site and found nothing missing. However, we did find boot prints leading away from our campsite outside the campground. That was the last time 
I camped in a tent. So yeah. Well, I give that one a four. That was good. <laughs> That's absolutely a four. I'm gonna give it a four. But that person's really stupid. Yeah, always bring some sort of camping. self defense. Well not who goes camping without flashlights. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Right. Other than lacking brain cells, clearly. And like And they never saw them again. Dun dun dun. <laughs> you don't have a flashlight instead of being in the tent, sleep in the car. We have door locks. Oh, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, no, that, no, that, that makes me not want to go camping, except for if I, I mean, maybe I'll do glamping, but definitely not camping. Glamping? Glamping, glamorous camping, glamping. Oh, that's what we used to do. We used to camp at a place called Lone Pine, um, which if you haven't, make sure you check out, uh, I think episodes three and four of, uh, this season's podcast episode, where we have a mini Lone Pine reunion. Uh, but yeah, we used to camp at Lone Pine. Like we had a camper. It was like a little community. So yeah, I've been glamping, not actual like out in the woods. My mom's not a big camper. Camping. She, she's a big glamper. Um, just because she tells people that she requires electricity in order to, you know, shower and such. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd honestly say I'd give this one a four as well. It was just the right amount of creepy. Like the guy just didn't do anything. He like, he stood by the tent and didn't like the guys in the tent were like, okay, what the hell's going on? And he was just the person I don't even know if a man or woman person just standing outside the tent night with a flashlight shining in on them. Yeah, that's that's creepy. It's definitely a four. That's like that episode, or not that episode, but that scene in a goofy movie where Bigfoot Bigfoot just appears and they're like hanging out in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's a little creepy. All right, everyone, say hi, Elliot. Hi Elliot. He's waving Hi, Elliot. at the phone. Elliot. Yes, that's your bottle. Yes, they love it. They're very happy to see it, but they can't see it. It's fine. <laughs> Elliot, can you say subscribe to the Island Fish podcast? The hashtag hard pass, but he's smiling. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Elliot? White white Russians? Whiskey putting putting hair on his chest. <laughs> Do not report me. No, he's drinking ice water. <laughs> No, that was sure. definitely, definitely. Oh, shush, hush your noise. That gave me a, a nice, <laughs> nice little chill. That was good. Do you have another one for us, Darren, or does anyone else I, have a scary one? I think I have one. Chris, you've been awfully quiet over there. What you doing? I, I've been listening to people tell their stories. I mean, <laughs> what else do you want from him? <laughs> well, you didn't give us a rating, did he? I did already. Twenty minutes ago. I have a, I have a, I have a weird, funny story I can share. It's kind of, kind of creepy, but it turned into be more of like a, what the hell is wrong with people kind of thing. If I can share that, it's not fully creepy, but it is kind of weird. If that's okay, go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we, AJ and I had a friend in college. Um, I'm not gonna say his real name, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw out his nickname. It was Spanky. Maybe he wasn't friends with AJ, but I'm sure AJ knows who I'm talking about. Anyway, um, he was infamous for dating pretty much anybody that he would, could find that would give him the time of day on any sort of internet dating website. And um, one day in class, he came, he was like about five, 10 minutes late. And I was asking him, I was like, what's wrong? You know, do you have a good weekend or whatever? And he goes, no, I had the weirdest thing happen to me. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe someone walked in on you in the bathroom or you know, it's college. Maybe you overheard something in the bathroom that you shouldn't have, or your roommate was weird and did things while you were in the room. I don't know. Anyway, no, he was like, Oh, I went on this date and it just did not, I, it just kind of threw me for a loop. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, did she have a tail? Like, what are you getting at? And, uh, he was like, no. So listen to this. So he met this girl on Tinder and he at the time didn't have a car. Cause so he was from Massachusetts and his mom's car had broken down and wasn't working. And instead, instead of having to spend gobs of money, they um, just switched cars and he left his back at home for his mom to use or whatever. So this girl wanted to hang out with him. They wanted to go out on a date. And he was like, sure, yeah, okay, awesome. But you'll have to come pick me up because I don't have a vehicle right now because I left mine with my mom. The chick was like, yeah, no, that's fine. Whatever works for, me, works for you. That's fine. We'll do that. So he, he was super courteous and like went um, and met her outside of the dorm room. So she didn't have to be awkward and like meet him at the inside the dorm. And she came and picked him up and whatever. And they're driving around and they're in downtown Bangor, Maine, which if you've never been to Bangor, Maine, it's really not much. You're not missing out. Um, and <laughs> they, 
we're like at a stoplight and he goes, I heard, I heard some noise like in the back of the car. And I asked her, you know, what, what was that? Like, did we run over something or is there something like, you know, a dog or something or whatever? And she was like, no, no, um, maybe it's just, there's something wrong with my motor or maybe you're hearing things. And he brushed it off. He was like, oh no, that's no big deal. Whatever. Okay. And then they're driving and then the, you know, music stops or whatever. It's a break in the song and he hears something again. He's like, what is going on? And she's like, nothing, nothing. It's nothing at all. Um, I think it was just some bottles rolling around on the floorboard in the back seat. And he was like, okay, didn't really fully believe her, but he was like, all right, I'm not going to bug her about it again. Cause I, I want her to like me. And then, um, they pull up to where they're going to go out for their date at like a restaurant or what have you. And she stops and she looks at him and she's like, I've got to be honest with you about something. And, um, he was expecting like the worst, like I'm just here for, you know, some money or I was dared to go on this date and she was just going to drop him off in the middle of nowhere. And he said it was dead silent. And she just sat there and stared at him. And she's like, you're not going to believe me, but there is something in the back of my car. And he was like, great. She's going to tell me she murdered someone before she came and picked me up. And I'm here on the state to help her bury a body. And that's what's sitting in the back of the car. And that's what I've been hearing rolling around, like goodbye Earl style, you know, six plug right there. And he was like, okay, well, what, what's going on? And she goes, my friend um, didn't want me to get raped and kidnapped. So she's been sitting in the trunk of my car this whole time. And that's what you hear rolling around in the back of my vehicle. That's fucking he, great. He was like, no. He goes, no, that's a lie. And she goes, no, 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 really. And the next thing you know, the center console in the back seat that is like in between the back seat and the trunk folds down as she pops her head out and she's like, hello. Oh my that god. That is amazing. And so like he stopped off. He goes, he goes, I'm I'm gonna walk back to school. Thank you, but this has been fun. <laughs> oh my gosh first off should have tried a for a three-way though yeah like no, that's I mean, good points for the friend being yes. like yes no i just i'm comfortable like, i don't know whether to be proud of the females for having a buddy system or embarrassed for you that you thought she was creepy enough to murder someone and then invite you to help you to bury her bury the body with her like I mean, I, to be fair that would have been my first thought like it's not my mind doesn't go to oh it's her friend in the back of the truck making sure she's safe it's oh shit there's a body in there i am now an accomplice <laughs> i when i heard that i i i disrupted class i had to get up and leave because i was laughing and i was like really weirded out by the whole thing at the same time but that to this day is my favorite like online dating fail story that i've i've heard not including the ones that have like happened to me shameless plug but um no it was absolutely hilarious absolutely hilarious oh god that is that is a good one five stars oh yeah anyway i'm ready for the next reddit one what's the next one let's go i think it's gonna top that one <laughs> yeah i don't know if i can top that one it wasn't really even that scary i just thought it was weird i've never had anybody i i would like to find a female friend dedicated enough to hide in the back of a trunk for me to make sure that right. $20 I'll hide in the back of the trunk. So I'll do it for free. If you go, just to let you know, there's there's somebody in my trunk, I'll put down that console, go, no, there isn't, and put the console back up. <laughs> Let's practice. I'm going to try to put your back in my trunk. <laughs> shove some french fries in the back seat for you. Yeah. I'll grab them, grab them like I'm a mouse or something, run, run back into the back of the trunk. <laughs> You didn't see anything. That's great. You're at McDonald's. I'll yell my order out through it. <laughs> Want to do another home intruder one or you look for a different one? What would you need to do? All right. The guy who followed me. Hi, I'm a French girl and I'm 18, so excuse me if my English is not perfect. So let's talk about the most traumatic thing in my life. Bitch, you're 18. At that time, I was 12 years old, so I'm still in college. You were in college at 12? Go. She's super this dumb. She's been in college for six years. And I live in a house with two floors. I lived in a small village where everyone knew each other. And you knew very quickly if there was a new neighbor or if there was an intruder who was looking for something. I had a large garden and many overlooked the neighbor's gardens on both sides of the house. Remember, this is important for the next thingy. So one day, my friend and I finished class early. So we come back from college. I accompany her and I go home. On the way, I feel that I'm being followed. The guy is on the other sidewalk and he is walking a good distance from me. I start walking faster. I arrive at the first door, which I unlock very quickly, and I start 
to run towards my front door harder. She put it hardly further, harder. I come in, I close it with double turns, and I go upstairs in the living dining room. I don't panic too much until I see a man stepping over my gate and coming into the courtyard of my house. At this time, it was in summer, so windows are open, of course. So I have to close all the windows possible and ditto for the floor where there are the bedrooms. I hear the guy whistling, and I panic a little. I call my mother, but no answer. My father is abroad. So I'm alone in a big house with a guy who has followed me and who is potentially trying to break into my house. Almost a few minutes, I hear the door slam, the handle move in all directions. The guy wanted to break into my house. Me, 12-year-old girl, I panic and I just feel trapped. I didn't know if my neighbors were there, so I couldn't do anything. Later, the noise stops. I see the guy coming out of my yard. Except that what I had forgotten is that there is a path which is further from my house, which leads to the forest and therefore the garden of the three houses, one of which is mine. I calm down, I go to my kitchen with a window and a French window that overlooks the garden. I cook I cook myself, I turn around and the guy is at the edge of my garden looking at me with a big smile. Creepy. He spins the fence, not very high, and is about to run towards the window to come to my house. And luckily my neighbor loved gardening and he saw it and yelled at him to get out, otherwise he'd call the cops. The guy left. I went to my neighbor's house crying and I never came home alone until he moved out. This is one of the stories in my life. That's pretty fucking creepy i had a really hard time following that story yeah okay i'm gonna do it too long didn't read thank you 12 year old girls coming home from classes she feels like she's being followed by a guy on the sidewalk he she starts walking faster he walks faster she runs into her house he follows her up to the house jiggles the doorknob back and forth finally he walks away she goes back downstairs to the kitchen and is like cooking something like, all right that was weird and then she looks up the window and he's sitting there smiling at her and then he hops the fence and runs at her even though she's inside and the neighbor pops his head up and tells him to get out of there he's gonna call the cops so yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't get any of that from that first reading yeah, it was a little rough with the that I one. I want to know what kind of sorcery she was born into that she was able to go to college at what age? Twelve. Icky. Okay, did it say? Does it say university or does it say college? Says, uh, they said college. Okay. Uh, yeah. At the time, college. I was twelve years old, so I am still in college. Yeah. Maybe she did Google year twelve, maybe. Exactly. Does she mean year 12 and then just translate it along? Like, no, like... Yeah. No, because she says she's 18. Which means yeah, then... she's been in college for. So, like years? 2012, maybe? Question mark? Year 12. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little confused on this one. Wiring right. minds want to know. Because, like, I know they do what, five years of high school in Europe? Like, I am. Um had an ex-boyfriend who was a German exchange student when I was a sophomore in high school and they did five years of high school. Um, but they do, um, a different, they just do different things like over there. Like they have tracks when you get into high school. So you can either be on like a history English track where you, your focus is mainly those two subjects, but then you do other subjects to help get you credits to graduate or they have a math and science track. So, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. I give this a a, a two point five. Like it just was hard to follow, and yeah, it was creepy, but nothing, nothing spectacular. I give it a two. 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 So I I have to ask. Yeah. I guess I'm new to Reddit. Are most of these stories from places like over in different countries, or do they just kind of happen from wherever? Wherever. Um. I mean. Reddit's worldwide, so anyone around the world can post it. That's why you'll see some things like... (laughs) Uh, That's why, like, some of them will be like, I'm not... English isn't my first language. Sorry if this sounds weird or worded wrong. But anyone can post on Reddit. Interesting. So I have one, if, uh, if you'll indulge me for a moment. Oh, but of course. This one's called Online Fan Turned Stalker, and it's verified by the mods. So, I've never posted on the subreddit before, but after working with the authorities, I feel safe enough to share my story. 
For context, I am a female 20 and started an OnlyFans account over the summer to support myself through school. And things were great until I posted my Amazon wishlist. Amazon does not release your address to people who gift you items, but third-party sellers can. And that's where I went wrong. BT dubs, not trying to promote it here. I am OnlyFans.com slash IslandFishAJ. Um, this is a very frightening story, and I felt like it should be shared. In late July, I got a puppy. One night around 2 a.m., I took him outside to go to the bathroom. While he was doing his business, I noticed a car parked outside my family's home. I saw a figure in the car and could tell that they were looking at me, but I couldn't make out their face because it was pitch black outside. Feeling a bit uneasy, I picked up my puppy and took him back inside. And when I started to move, the car parked in my driveway. I sprinted back inside and locked the door, but they never approached my house. The next morning, I checked the mail. There was an envelope addressed to my OnlyFans name with $20 in it, but no note. I was currently still at home with my parents who had no idea about my OnlyFans account, so I didn't mention it to them. A week later, I moved back to college, uh, to my college town to get ready for school. At this time, I had stopped posting for the time being until I could figure out how they got my address. I watched enough crime shows to know that there's a possibility that I could be in danger. I live in a duplex with a gated parking lot for reference. One morning, I was planning on vlogging my trip to Target because I was planning on starting a YouTube channel in the near future since OnlyFans felt unsafe. When I got to the car, it had been ransacked and my vlogging camera was missing. I know it's my fault for leaving it in the car, but I was using it the night before and since I lived in a gated area, I didn't think it would be unsafe. It wasn't in plain sight either. I had it hidden in, my hidden in my glove box. I used that camera to film my content, and the SD card that was in there had all my unreleased photos slash videos. I know they stole it just for the SD card. Anyway, this is where the story gets weird. There are cameras outside the parking lot, so we were able to watch this person break into my car and find the camera. They did not touch any of the seven other cars in the lot. They knew which car was mine, which suggested that they had been watching me for a bit. After they got the camera, they walked around the duplex until stopping near my window. My bedroom faces an outside street and my blinds are broken, so it's pretty easy to see in. I have a curtain, but it doesn't cover my window all the way. This person watched me sleep for an hour or so. I have no idea why they didn't try to break in, but thank God they didn't. This person then sold the camera to a pawn shop, and since I knew the serial number, the police were able to find it. However, my SD card was missing. I believe the police are still trying to track them down, but I have broken my lease and moved to a new place, so hopefully that will keep me safe. Hey guy who terrorized me at my home and apartment and stole my camera. Let's not meet. Four. Solid four. Four. I'll give that one a four, but if you do yeah. want to terrorize Just somebody... Just because the personal nature of it. Yeah. Four, for sure. If you want to stalk somebody off of OnlyFans, might I suggest OnlyFans slash Islandfish? Yeah, like all I the mean, other ones have been just kind of like wrong place, wrong time. This was like premeditated. Yeah, like we're gonna find you. Maybe they, you know, I, I some is, of them I can like, explain off. This one I can't even. Like this is what scares me about like ever becoming famous. I know for me it probably won't happen like this, but you, you really. That. Yeah, that's true. But I'll like yourself, short king. <laughs> No, yeah. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to be famous, but I meant like... <laughs> no, no, I meant the other part. Yeah, like, I just... Like, people, especially, uh, again, like, females, they have to deal with a whole bunch of shit like this all the time, especially those who do stuff like this. And, like, I just, I feel so bad for them. There's actually a way that you can go onto Facebook and look at the people that are following your Facebook that aren't actually friends with you that have just found you through the interwebs and good old fashioned creeping. Um, and I'll have to see if I can find the link and I'll send it in the group chat. Cause it's actually terrifying. Um, I did it a couple months ago and I had blocked like 30 different people that I didn't even know who they were. Um, and I just, you mean like I, the people that just follow you or just like people who look at your profile? 
people who follow me that I don't even know who they are. Like nine, most of them are men, of course. And I, I'm sorry to be, if this comes across as sexist, that's not my intention. It's just the nature of this topic. Like most of them are men and most of them don't even happen. I, I don't know them. I've never seen them a day in my life. And I couldn't tell you who they are just by looking at them on the street. Like I know a lot of different people cause I've lived a bunch of different places. I've done several, lots of different things. Um, and well, I, could you unblock me, please, so I can go back to stalking you on Facebook? Yes, sir. <laughs> See, my thing is, I again, not to be disrespectful, I get a lot of Indian people that follow yes. me. Like, yes. I don't know why. I guess the island fish is big in India. That's the only thing I can. <laughs> well, there's a billion of, of them. There's gonna be. You gotta play the odds. But I, it just, I've like, noticed it makes, it makes me nervous, especially like as a parent, because like I, you know, you want to share things and put things out there for people to see who don't get to see you every day and be a part of your kid's life every day. You know, I have family that live in different states and even in different countries. So yeah. you, know, you put things out on the Internet. And then when you have stuff like that happen, it makes me like want to crawl into a hole and then put a yeah. rock in front of the hole so no one can find me because it's terrifying. I feel like I have a, a bunch of friends, like, once they graduated, like, high school even, like, they just disappeared off social media for that specific pur uh, purpose because either they had been harassed during, like, high school or and, and just stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's, it's sad that it's this shit thing. happens. Solid four for that story. Yes, and I yeah. think maybe even more so just because it was, like, it's relevant, like, for right now. I know way too many people that do OnlyFans, and it's not a bad thing. Kudos to you if you want to do that. I've contemplated doing that, but don't have the cojones to do it, so haven't done it. Um, and I know a lot of people that actually make really good money from doing it, but it's terrifying. Like, you're opening up an Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole for things to happen. Amongst other holes. <laughs> aha, aha. <laughs> Well, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, like we, st Chris and I were defending OnlyFans on uh, one of our old coworkers' uh, Facebook because um, he was got all like sad and was like, oh, "Well, girls don't want to date me, and they only want to show their OnlyFans." And it's like the, the correlation between the two is very, very thin, my friend. Just yes. it's, maybe the problem's you. <laughs> The more you know. Can't believe they only want me to pay to see their butthole. They won't do it for free. <laughs> That's like actually nine times. So I, I, I get a kick out of it. Like, when you scroll through Tinder, nine times out of ten, that's what you see in guys' bios. Is like, no, I'm not going to pay to see your ass when I can just do it for free. Swipe if you don't have an OnlyFans. And I'm like, you know, the fact that you have to put that in your bio speaks volumes nowadays. But hey, more power to you. Yeah. <laughs> and again, if you want to see... Oh, my sultry photos. That's the uh, onlyfans.com slash islandfish podcast. And don't worry, it's all tasteful. Nothing Definitely naughty. Definitely some 10 out of 10 big toe pictures on there. <laughs> AJ, I think we should, do, like, we should do a tasteful nude photo shoot of you, of like you covering <laughs> up your breasts with like, you know, leaves Fish. or something. Oh my God. Guys. No, we gotta do a Men of the calendar. Island Fish calendar. Yes, yes. I was just yes. thinking that. I call him Mr. May. <laughs> I'm August. <laughs> there you go. The Men of Island Fish uh, that's calendar. Gonna be in the merch store next year. You should have Ethan shoot it. <laughs> Maybe even partake and he can be... Oh my god. He can be August since it's like a... It's a no, February. I believe August. <laughs> and red is like the color of love and that is in february jesus I oh <laughs> see i got it i got it figured out there you go aaron you got any more stories <laughs> just million dollar ideas <laughs> well like i was telling the uh i think it was courtney and uh, uh hannah before we started recording like one of the things I want to do now is next time we do game night is film it, but actually do like a board game, board game, not just like cards and and put on YouTube and call it the boardroom. I don't hate it. If we do like, it, can we do like the game of life since we're now all like grown adult ish people and life sucks. So we can like rechoose life. <laughs> they have a new version of life where you get it's like a very like millennial base like you can be like a graphic no. designer you can pay um no. you get stuck with college loans and stuff they were playing it on smosh a couple weeks ago 
I still want to pay $900 for the she shack down by the sea. I saw today on Facebook, they're putting out um, an elf version of like an elf theme version of Monopoly. Why? Because I, it's the best. Who doesn't love elf? It's the most depressing Christmas movie right next to Nestor, the long eared donkey. But um, it's definitely a solid movie. Is it? It's a wonderful life. Pretty depressing. No, because every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, and that's very yeah. Bad. But he has a really shit life to like the last five minutes, and it's like, oh, everything's good again, or whatever. I've never seen it. I'm just going by based off what I've heard. No, you're definitely not wrong. It's fine. Awesome. Just <laughs> an idea. We'll do a, a watch along, and then we can also do a Christmas movie tournament. Ooh, um, yes. in December. Yes. Can I actually share I'm only one? doing this if we include Home Alone as a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas it movie. It is a Christmas okay. movie. Okay. Along with I've that battle before, so I just want to make sure. I've never seen Die Hard. I need to be educated because I've I've dead ass I've never watched that movie. It's pretty good from what I remember. Yeah. yeah it's been I, a minute. I haven't seen that in a very long time. But Can I, I share a radio potato chip fun fact real quick about this Christmas one in particular Christmas movie? Go right ahead. Um, so Tim Allen um, actually used to be a drug addict. Um, he was one of the biggest cocaine pushers in whatever state. It, I'm assuming it was California at the time. Um, and he got arrested um, shortly after he had auditioned for Santa Claus. And Disney has it in their contracts that they will not hire any felon, anyone that has any sort of criminal record whatsoever. So they made a deal with him and with his lawyer that if he gave up the people that were in his cocaine ring that were help, was helping him sell and push cocaine, they would hire him for the movie. And that is how he got the role of Santa Claus. Wow. Way to ruin wow. Santa Claus for me. Oh, stop. I thought that was fascinating. Because I <laughs> Knowing more ways than one. What's up? He made bad choices, but he turned it around. Well, and they made it into like a. It's good. It's what three movies now? It's like a three movie series. Yeah. Can you imagine where he'd be if he hadn't decided to turn on all of his friends? He'd be stuck in tool time. He'd be dropping the soap and having to take that as the most exciting part of his week. <laughs> he'd really be going. Ugh. <laughs> It'd really be tool time. Oh wow! Yes, that was good. <laughs> 10 points for Gryffindor. Oh, shit. <laughs> Go! All right, well, I am going to put my little one to bed. This has been rather daunting. It makes me want to not use social media ever again. It has been fun. Well, thanks it for is... joining. Of course. I, I fully... Work now. Is there a theme for next week's episode? Have you thought of it? I anything? think we're going to do, like, creepy stories. Like, actual, like, ooh, oh. I'm a ghost. Scary. <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> boo, daddy, boo. Kind of like, rawr, I'm a tiger. <laughs> Meow. Yeah, it's going to be stuff like that. So if you have like any ghost stories or anything, jot those down. I do not have any fun ghost stories, but I will be on the lookout and I will try and see if I can find any. Or Alrighty. one that might have some. But yes, it was lovely. Lovely goofing with all of you and have a good rest of your week. And I will see you all hopefully again soon. All right, next week here, Hannah. All right, bye, guys. Bye. bye. Well, Hannah's leaving, but the party's not stopping. Do you got any more of these, Aaron? Oh, my, hold on. Here we go. Here's a quickie. A quickie to wrap her up. All righty. Hey, guys. For and new to this thread and most of Reddit, I just posted a photo on Instagram with this story as my caption. My friend told me to immediately post it here. It happened to me and my girlfriend on a hike a couple weeks ago in Washington. We shot this picture a couple weeks ago just before one of the scariest nights of our life. Me and my girlfriend hiked a little over three and a half miles down in the dark from this lookout completely alone. She had a bad feeling about it from the beginning, and she really didn't want to hike down after sunset. Quick pause. You're a freaking idiot. You don't go hiking in the dark. <laughs> I think we learned yeah. that from like the other story we read. <laughs> yeah. Don't go hiking in the goddamn dark. No hiking or no camping in the dark? Exactly. Like I've had to rescue people off trails because it got dark. They didn't have flashlights and they were unprepared. <laughs> Anyhow, about halfway down in a portion of the trail so dense with trees, the moonlight couldn't even find its way through. We saw a light up ahead on the trail. As soon as we shined our lights in their direction, they immediately turned their lights off. As we approached from about 50 yards away, 
we started to get a bad feeling knowing someone was on this trail in the dark. Once we were within about 15 feet of where the light came from, we couldn't find the person who shined it. Instead, we saw a lone camper backpack sitting upright on the ground just to the side of the trail. Already on red alert at this point, we began scanning the trees with our lights and asking aloud where the person was, knowing there was somebody hiding nearby. As we sidestepped slowly down the trail, we saw him. A tall but small-bodied man hunched over with the backpack on his back. His small stature was sitting behind the sides of his backpack, and he was perfectly still in pitch-black darkness. We shined our lights on him just feet away in seconds from freaking out. asked, How you doing, man? Praying to God the guy was normal. No response or even a glance in our direction. The guy looked angry. As he remained perfectly still, my girlfriend shined her light on the ground next to him and revealed a massive fucking axe. And before you ask, no, it wasn't even close to a climbing axe. It was over three feet long and looked as if it had, if it looked as if he had taped a spike onto the opposite end of the blade. When he saw us looking at it, he glanced up at me and slowly picked it up, stood up from the ground, and began moving towards us. Holy shit. My girlfriend oh, and I sprinted as fast as we could down the mountain. For the next 30 minutes, we moved through the darkness to complete terror. We made it to our car, drove 45 minutes until we could get service, and reported it to 911. Is that it? Is that the end? That's the end. That's five. five. That's a five. That's a fucking <laughs> yep, five. That's a fucking five. That's a 5.5. 5. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, that is not, like... The first one was like the first story we we read tonight, where the guy person was in the home invasion. Yeah, that's scary. But like for me, like you're camping in the dark, like there's no one around you. Like at least your their father could have came and saved them, but you're alone on a trail, and there's a fucking guy with an axe and a spike tape to it. Like nah, that's fucking. He's staring at you, not saying anything, and he looks mad. Yeah. You ask him how's it going, he doesn't say anything. And then he gets up Just and starts to me. walk towards you. That's straight out of a horror movie. Nope, you run. And the hills have eyes shit right there. Yeah. Jason Voorhees like shit. Yeah, no no service, nothing. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a five in my books. What a <laughs> way I'm to end say it, we too. end on that one. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, thanks uh, to Hannah, even though she left us. Great content tonight. I really enjoyed doing this episode. Aaron, thank you for bringing it up, and it was a good idea. You're welcome. Message that one to Hannah. I'm I will. Uh, I'll share send it. me yeah. the link on face our Facebook, and I'll post it. I'll post it to her. All right. So from everyone here at the Island Fish. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are awesome. Make sure, again, you check out the merch store. We got uh, a couple new shirts up there, all Halloween-themed. And join us next week when we go over some more spooky stories, this time like real ghost stories, like, ooh, the haunting of Tom Cruise or something like that. So until then, take care, be well, and be safe. <laughs>